Welcome to CarePod, a safe place to educate, inspire, and renew the caregiver. Listen in with our host, Dr. Kibley Bell, as she interviews different experts along the caregiving journey. So I am here with Ronette Powell of Nettie, Nana, and Friends. So excited. She is an educator and has has been in the education arena for decades, um, but has a special niche in the puppeteer arena. Um, and I was able to enjoy uh, the way she integrates uh, puppets in in educating around several topics to the community. And she's a caregiver. How about that? So I am so excited to have you. Welcome to the Care Pod, and uh, tell us more about yourself. Absolutely. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whenever you're viewing this, um, my name is Ronette Smith Powell, and I am an educator. I love it. I've been teaching um 28 years, starting this year, and I've taught first grade. I've taught second grade, and now I'm in kindergarten. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank so- you. Tell me, what is your greatest lesson? Wow, that's a really good question. I think my greatest lesson has been to lean and depend on the Spirit of God for direction, for influence, for impact every day of my life. I've learned in my journey that I'm no expert in anything he is. I've learned that he knows that he's the author and the creator of every child I teach. He knows what they need. And there have been moments when, you know, of course you do what you do because you're trained to do it. But then there are moments when you need the Holy Spirit to intercede and guide you on in a moment's notice. So I've learned that there is no answer. There's no easy answer when it comes to teaching because you're dealing with people, little people. So he's, I, I lean and depend on him. That, that's the biggest lesson. And I think that is the secret to the success that I've had. Wonderful. And so tell me about the, the kids that you have uh, taught over the years and what has been um, the path that has, you know, directed you in terms of their needs? What have you found to be the greatest needs in uh, the kids that we serve today and the challenges and the environments that you and I, frankly, didn't have to deal with as children. You know, what what has been uh, your teaching style and how you integrated puppets in that regard? Wow. I started in Newark, my initial teaching experience. I grew up in Newark. So the first seven years I was in Newark. Um, and then the remainder of the time I've been in Willingboro. What I have seen in, and has been consistent is that our children need love. That has never changed. The way they express their needs, that has. Interesting. You know? Yeah, sometimes they can become aggressive. Um, in Newark, I noticed that even back in 1995 when I started, there was some violence. There was, and that was in first grade. I saw aggression. I saw weapons coming to school. Anger, some resentment, and they're little. These are little guys. We're not talking about eighth grade or seventh grade or high school. When I came to Willingboro, the first few years here, that might have been 2002. There was less aggression. Maybe in one student, you might see some, you know, behaviors. 
Now I've noticed an increase in the number of children, especially after the pandemic. I've noticed an increase in the number of children that are exhibiting aggression, um, resentment, and anger. So if you could put it on a spectrum, in Newark, we kind of expect those things because they're urban, they're dealing with this and gangs and whatever. Suburban, Willemar was more of a suburban area when I first came out, and I didn't see it at first, and now I'm seeing it. After um, COVID, I'm seeing it even more. So the need is expanding for mental health for support, for addressing their needs, and for just tapping into the whole child, not just the academic portion of who they are. And so when you say that you tap into the whole child, is that where the puppetry kind of disarms that that gap, if you will, between the academia and the, the self, if you will, or the individuality of each child? Yes, I love it. I've, I've been puppeteering in the classroom for about 16 years, maybe 15 years. And I would bring out Nana whenever Black History Month came up, you know, because she creates wisdom. She's the experience. She walks with Madam C.J. Walker. Madam C.J. Walker did her hair. You know, she was on the bus with Rosa Parks. And she's been there because she's the older puppet. She's the wisdom grandma puppet. And they would see Corey for math or they would see Corey when it was time for science or one of the puppets named Juan. So they made those connections with these puppets, right? Once COVID hit and we went virtual, I and now I'm behind the screen. They're home and they're on the screen. I'm competing with babies and parents and all the stuff that goes with home, right? I started using the puppets more. And they knew Nana. They already knew Corey. They already knew Juan. But now they're seeing them more often. And I noticed the parents were coming into the windows, the little Zoom windows. The siblings were coming in. Corey's here, Corey, Nana's coming. So I'm like, yo, these kids are loving this, right? So I did it more. I would let Nana and Corey's little puppet hands move the manipulatives and turn the screen. So Corey was doing the counting (laughs) and the math. So what I learned was they were making an emotional connection with something that they related to. And it was almost like an aha moment because my parents would come and say, Mrs. Powell, you need to do something more with those puppets. You know, the kids would come in and ask, is Corey coming today? Where is Nana? So whenever we would have a moment, sometimes Nana would talk about social emotional issues. You know, COVID, of course, Corey became the face for COVID when it came to children and they would emotionally connect and, and share and talk to him. So it was like, to me, a no-brainer to make him part of our world. Wow. So let me walk back a little bit because our podcast is international. So Renette is out of New Jersey in Willingboro, New Jersey. So just characterize for us, tell us about the specific characters, your why, how you develop the puppets, individual personalities, etc. So and take take us to how you got into puppetry, your why, all of that. Yes. I went to a workshop one day at the mansion in Voorhees, and there was this presenter. I don't remember her name, but she was talking about the power of puppetry puppetry and puppeteering. And I, before that conversation, I never considered it. You know, you teach, you, t- you speak to the children, you're there, you're there. You know, when she bought out the puppet and she explained how you don't have to be an expert, you just have to do it. And the children are not looking at you, they're looking at the puppet. It gave me that permission and that freedom to just do it. 
right? So she had all these puppets on at the end of the workshop and you can purchase them. So I got Nana and I got Samantha. And I was like, I want that one, I want that one. And um, immediately with Nana, her personality is my grandmother who was 92 when she passed away and my mother's personality together. So my, my Nana, my grandmother would take no nonsense. She didn't have time for nonsense at all. She would shoot straight from the hip and let you know what it was about. My mom is another rendition of that. But yes, she's a little more sugar and a little more love and a little more patient. So Nana's personality incorporates the two, depends on what she's teaching. And she's very straightforward. She wants to connect with them, but she's also the respected character that they like, they listen to her. They also laugh and love her. <laughs> nice. Corey is, he knows everything. Corey, Corey knows everything. He's that child who, he has glasses, um, he knows, he knows everything, 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 everything. You know, whatever you ask him, he's been there, he's done it. So he has to slow down a little bit to be receptive. And that's what Nana teaches him about life. She teaches him about social skills. She teaches him about COVID, about bullying. So all the things that a normal five-year-old encounters, five, six, seven, eight, early childhood, Corey is the face of that. And he gets that wisdom from Nana. His best friend is Samantha. Samantha's Hispanic. Um, one of the things I want to build is multi multiculturalism awareness, knowing that we're different, but we're the same. We have the same needs. We have the same um, desires. Same, we, there are things about us, more things about us that are the same than different. So the, his best friend is a girl. Oh my gosh, a girl? Yes, we can be friends with girls or boys. We can be friends with people that are black or white or Hispanic or Jamaican or whatever your nationality is. We have things that we have in common and things that we support each other in and things that we're there for each other in. And then of course we have Juan. Juan is a puppet who, um, he always has something going on, major things, bullying, um, depression, anxiety. So he gets, we get to teach lessons of how to deal with those things with Juan, with the support of Corey, Nana, Samantha, and all the other puppets. There are about 10 of them all together. I love that um, what you don't realize or you may realize is that you also are instilling respect for elders by having Nana as your central, you know, she's the matriarch, but she's also meeting this generation where they're at by bringing these issues to, to the forefront and disarming the child and helping them be more engaged in learning about life. So it's, it's just amazing. Listen in as I enjoy a conversation with a puppeteer, Renette Powell of Nettie, Nana, and Friends, as she talks about her why, her decades in education, and the transformative power she sees in children utilizing her gift of puppetry. So tell us now, just to pivot a little bit now in your caregiver experience, tell us about that and how even your work, you know, as a puppeteer has, you know, helped you cope, if you will, or been, been a stress reliever in the caregiver walk. I love that um, you were such an instrumental part of tapping into that portion of where I am now in my life, because you do things a lot, but you don't always give thought to it. You just do it because it's needed, it's necessary, it's something you need to do. But when you had the, the event 
the caregiver event and you invited me to it and you said, I want you to write a script about caregiving. It was like a light bulb went off and you don't even know this yet. So I'm announcing it to you now that the next book is about caregiving, right? Corey cares for Nana. Love that it. Event, you did that. You sparked that part of me where I'm like, that's a book. That's a script. That's an activity book. That's a real out performance presentation is what we do. So now you've opened up that door for me. And um, I believe that God used you in that way because there's nothing, there's no stone unturned. There's nothing we should leave unsaid when it comes to parenting, when it comes to educating our students or our children, because we, we are their wisdom voices. They don't know, right? We're guiding them. So when you said to me, right, something on, on aging parents, I had to pour my heart in there because my mom is 80, 90, at this point, she's 77. My grandmother was 92. My mom's husband, who's my stepfather, he's 80. And I'm like, as of last night, you saw I'm running to the hospital. I'm to doctor's offices and you're just doing, but now it's, it's on my forefront. It's in my brain. It's, it's on my radar. Book is on the way. Corey cares for Nana teaching our children early. My daughter is watching me care for her grandmother. How do you support Nana now? Teaching them not to always be takers, take me somewhere, give me something, do something for me, but teaching them to reciprocate love, to receive and to give, to support, not just Nana's taking me to great adventures or Nana's taking me to friendlies, but it's my turn to support Nana. It's my turn to listen and see what Nana needs, to give Nana more time to get from the car to the house, to be careful because Nana's cane is there. Like just putting it in their, in their conscious level. So thank you for that. That was you. <laughs> I look forward to, to more education in that vein, really, because, uh, you know, it, it even it goes from generation to generation. You know, we are teaching and modeling for our children how to even enter into a multi-generational family. You marry, but you are now you might be taking on elder in-laws. And what does that yeah. look like as a husband or as a wife? Yeah. How, how do these other factors uh, come into play? Understanding how to put mechanisms in place so that that doesn't bird your walk as well. So what's been the greatest teaching that your Nana, your mom has passed to you? Well, there too. Remember, great-grandma was 92, right? Mm -hmm. And my, my mom is 77. So my grandmother poured a lot into my mom that automatically is being poured into me. Then I have three daughters, right? So, of course, I'm pouring everything I got into them. They'll have kids. So this thing doesn't stop. My grandmother was total strength like when I say when she got she was 92 and um one of the incidents that happened she had an IV put in that they hit a blood vessel or something and as a result the pinky finger turned black right so we're in the hospital we're all sitting around like what is going on and we're talking to the nurse and we're talking to the doctor and they're like oh well you know that finger is not getting blood flow it's probably going to she's too old to amputate so it'll probably just fall off. So we're panicking. Oh my God, what do you mean it's gonna fall off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my grandmother looked up at us and she says, Would you stop it? It's gonna fall off. It'll fall off. But she said it so matter of fact, like 
There's nothing you can do about that. I can't go backwards and undo it. It'll fall off. Now let's just move on. Which totally made us say, oh, well, if she's okay with this, why are we going nuts? Right? That was her personality. So she had, like I said, that straightforwardness about things that I pull off of a lot. My mom is like her, but more sugar. Still the same version, but a little more sugar and honey mixed in where lots of love, lots of patience. Um, there are times I'll say something and I hear my grandmother's voice coming out of mine. Wow. Like little, little things, little things like I'll see a child and say, oh my God, you're so cute. Look, kid, look. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's my grandmother. Like that's her voice. And it's so easy to put that into the puppet. It's so easy for me to just to bring that out in puppeteering. You know, like how she turns her head, and, you know, turn her head or she'll make a little remark and Lord have mercy. It's just <laughs> what it is, right? It's just, and I feel like my grandmother and my mother will always be a part of these children's lives because that's who Nana is. Yeah. And ultimately who you are and the way that you're mm -hmm. creating a legacy. So it's just, it's all beautiful. So tell mm -hmm. us, uh, tell our audience uh, your offerings, your website, how someone can find you, where they can purchase your books, the events and, and types of things that you do in terms of like, do you do birthday parties? Do you do corporate events, etc. Sure. I um, try to steer away from birthday parties because I didn't want to be seen as a clown. <laughs> if that makes any sense. I do corporate events. I do um, children's events, community events, school. We have an event, kindergarten, first and second grade, and we're doing the Corey Beach Bullying Show. And then we'll do third, fourth, and fifth grade in the second session on the Corey Beach Bullying Show. So we go to schools, daycare centers, we go to churches, community events, like I said, you can find us on our website at www.nettieandnana.com. So that's N-E-T-T-I-E and A-N-D, Nana, N-A-N-A.com. On there, you'll see the four-part program. So we have the storybooks that we've written, and the storybooks are supported by activity books, where the children can now read the story they can practice those skills in the activity book, whether it's games, crossword puzzles, journaling, sight words, off of the book that they read. Then there's the musical CD. We've gone in the studio, we've written songs that support the book and the activity book. Literally going again tomorrow in the studio. And then of course, part four is the program where we actually go out and we bring literature to light. We, they meet Corey in our shows. They talk to Nana, they engage with her, they play games with her. They win prizes, the DJ is there, the cast is there. So that's our slogan, we bring literature to life. The stories that we've written, the activity books, the music and the show, they've experienced Corey. They've experienced how Corey felt when he was being bullied. They got to see how Samantha stepped in, stepped up and helped him. What does that say to them? you can do the same thing. If your friend is being bullied, we stand together against bullying the way Samantha did to help Corey. They meet Juan the bully. They get to see the behavior. So it's creating an experience around literature and they can practice it. They can read about it. They can sing it because they've experienced it. So the four things we have right now is Corey hates COVID, that's COVID education. Corey conquers COVID, that's vaccination education. Corey beats bullying, that's of course recognizing bullying, what to do about it and how to stand together against it. And then our newest book, 
Okay, I'm calm down. I'm calm. <laughs> it's called Corey Shares a Secret, a Child's Guide to Mental Health. Love and, it. Oh, that book made me cry because I felt like it was so needed. Yes. COVID, wow. Post-COVID, I, I, I saw a surge in childhood anxiety, depression, anger. I'm like, no, no, no. Where's the pen? Let's go. Time to write a book. Time to get a show about this. So we can right away, head on, let's deal with this. Let's talk about it. And let's build solutions and strategies around what to do when we see a child suffering. And that's what they're doing. They're suffering with mental illness while people are just walking about, walking by. You know? And then, of course, the book you initiated is <laughs> coming out soon. Corey Cares Banana. And that's a book teaching our children the respect and sensitivity to the elders that are in their lives and how to care and support them. Love it, love it, love it, love it. What a way to end our show. I love it. Thank you so much for being a part of the CarePod community and sharing your why, your story, and uh, just so happy to 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 partner with you in uh, the efforts that you're you're giving to our children. Thank you, and thank you for creating this space. And this opportunity to share, because I do believe that um, God has such an anointing on what we're doing. And I'm just honored and I'm floored and I'm humbled that God chose me to do this. I'm just overwhelmed with gratefulness. So thank you for allowing me the space and time to share. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Great information right from the source. For more information on how to care give like a boss, check out impactfulcaregiving.com. Want to be a guest on the show? Contact us at carepod at impactfulcaregiving.com.